Broncos up 15-8 as we get ready to start the second half. Broncos one and a half point favorites. Live total back up to 46 and a half. Uh, we got we topped out at about 49 and a half early in the game. Dipped as low as 36. So oh, yeah. it's been a bit of a roller coaster watching these offenses tonight. Yes, yeah, it has. Yes, it has. Second half over 23 and a half. Moved yep. to 24 and a half. Feeling pretty good though. Did I anybody t- tail me? I did. I tail. I like that. Um, I did find it at even money, so I snagged Ooh. the 24 and a half. I took the bigger number and the better price. Just because this it, it just, this has the feel, and again, like we saw this, I thought Scott brought up a good point before. It's like Josh Allen looks like he did against the Jets to start the season, and then the second half, Facts. we watched the Bills real. I mean, like the both offenses have the weapons to make this a second half where you see some legit scoring. Like they kind of settle down. All you, we you, need is like no turnovers, right? That, you know, that's the first thing. Maybe if Josh Allen would, I was stop gonna say you might not get that with uh, with old Ja in I this know. game, the old Madden cover guy. Uh, is this the Madden curse, or is it just uh, Josh Allen? Is, remember, I said with Buffalo point. coming into the season, but then I changed my mind on them, and I was like, ah, I think, guys, I was wrong on Buffalo. They're going to win the Super Bowl. And since I said that, yeah, it's been downhill since there. I did I, see, though. So our guy, Everson, Patrick Everson, who's going to be joining us, the biggest liability, Dalton Kincaid, to score a touchdown tonight. And he did. He did yeah, just he did. that. He scored a touchdown. Yep. So another big one for the public. The thing that worries me is uh, Dalton Kincaid's props are going to keep going up because more and more people are jumping on that train. True. I mean, I've got the over 52 and a half. He's got 35 at halftime right now. Don't hate it. uh, You're hoping. uh, It's it's a good spot, but we still got a long way to go. We've seen this time and time again. All right. We bring on Patrick Everson, now senior reporter, Vegas Insider, at his usual spot every night, Monday night. Uh, Your thoughts first on the wild up and down total in this game, Patrick. We thought this was going to be low scoring, and now we're looking at a live total of 46. Six and a half. Uh, I don't know what to make of these offenses, man. It has been an absolute roller coaster, like well, I guess most primetime games have been this year in the NFL. Right, and people are jumping on the the primetime under trend in a pretty good way this week. Finally, uh, I think some people were wise to it a few weeks ago, but the, the primetime unders have just been on fire, and I'm sure the three of you discussed it. I think they were ten and zero coming into this game, uh, something like fourteen and one in the last fifteen, and twenty four and seven on the season. So. Uh, certainly BetMGM customers were on it. Christian Cipollini sent along some notes pregame uh, as a Drew Odell, one of BetMGM's data analysts, saying tickets and money were 2-1 to one on tonight's under. And here at BetMGM Nevada, Scott Shelton told me it was even more tilted than that. It was about 2-1 to one tickets on the under, but he also noted, I'm just trying to flip through my notes to see if I can find it here real quick. I think he said there was one really big play on the under, so 90% of money was on the under here at BetMGM in Vegas. It was wow. 110, actually two big bets. 110,000 under 47 and a half, 55,000 under 47 and a half. So, um, look, 10 minutes ago or so, you know, five minutes before halftime, you're, you're, you're looking at what was it 12, eight or something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It was even that. And you're feeling pretty good. Um, now it's, uh, certainly getting a little iffy because of Josh Allen's propensity to turn the ball over in negative territory for the bills. And, and somehow my Broncos, I'm kind of looking up here now that the second half has started because they are my Broncos after all, uh, I'll own them when they're, I'll own them good or bad, but yeah, the t- you know, the in-game total has had to be nuts here. I mean, what I didn't look at it early on. What was the lowest it got? Uh, 36, 36 and a half and at half. one point ah. I saw. Wow. Wow. That would have been maybe even dip lower. Yeah, it might have, it might have. I mean, this has been, you know, it, it hasn't been pretty and Denver can't score touchdowns. So, um, or, or has a pretend propensity anyway to not score touchdowns. The Cortland Sutton play notwithstanding, which was amazing. That was an incredible catch. Um, but yeah, these these unders in prime time and really the unders all season long, you've it's a winning combination if you just bet them blindly. And if you're betting them blindly in prime time, my goodness, 
you are making serious cash. Let's talk about this next week in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Oh, from what you've gathered from you know all the bookmakers that you already talked to, mm -hmm. what's the biggest book need this weekend? That's a really good question. I'm not sure which one of these. I mean, first off, I think it's worth noting there's a lot of games on here that don't capture, or at least not they don't capture my imagination, Trista. The Thursday night game certainly does. The Monday night game absolutely does. But there's a lot of kind of middling games where I'm not really sure. I think they're probably one that they're going to need, I think, pretty good nationally. Um, maybe not so much here in Vegas because people are sort of back on the Raiders bus now that they've won a couple in a row and they're they're drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. But one odds maker told me on Sunday night that uh, that Miami has a 10. He, he said, look, first off, he noted the Raiders win over the Giants doesn't look so impressive after today, does it? And he was speaking during the Sunday night game in which neither of those teams really looked any good, which is no surprise because I don't think either of those teams are really that good. But he noted Miami has a tendency to beat up on bad teams at home. Miami is a public team, even though they've had to take a couple of losses. He said, I think we're going to need the Raiders. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if the Raiders are a pretty strong need and the Dolphins a pretty strong liability. But speaking to those first two games, Trista, the first two games I mentioned, Trista, the Thursday night and Monday night bookends, you know, if the favorites rebound from what they did yesterday, if you don't have the Ravens losing, if you don't have, uh, you know, the Bengals losing or the Niners uh, you know, the Niners did fine yesterday, but uh, but the Ravens and Bengals blew up tons of money line parlays and teasers. If the favorites have a good day Sunday uh, and the Chiefs are at home on Monday night, I got to think that uh, even though the Eagles are semi-public, I don't know that they're going to be semi-public on the road against the Chiefs. Um, I, I think that's, uh, that's, that's one where the Chiefs could be a heavy liability and the Eagles could be a key need, especially if there's a lot of money line parlays and, and such uh, running to the Chiefs. What are you seeing on the Thursday night game? Because, man, I mean, we're finally going to get a good Thursday night game, at mm -hmm. least on paper. We yeah. get the Bengals. We get the Ravens. <laughs> you know, the opener was, I believe, three. We got out to four. I think it's sitting there at three and a half right now uh, with Baltimore being favored over Cincinnati at home. Total around 45 and a half. What are you seeing there in that one, Pat? Right. Well, again, an odds maker I spoke to on Sunday night as this came out said the look ahead they had was three. They watched both teams. It closed three. Watch both teams have tough losses this past week, you know, yesterday, yeah. Sunday. They went ahead and bumped Baltimore to four and opened it four on that. And what, what the oddsmaker said was it felt like a very fluky close loss for Baltimore. And I guess they didn't feel like it was nearly as fluky. I mean, look, the Texans were ahead a good chunk of that game against the Bengals. They didn't feel like that was as fluky a loss for the Bengals as it was for Baltimore. And there you have Baltimore power rated. Uh, you know, notably better, not like hugely better, but notably better than Cincinnati. So uh, I, I think that, you know, the public is probably going to lean into, into Baltimore as well, kind of forget about what happened last week and think more about what happened the previous couple of weeks. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, short week, prime time at home. Uh, I don't think that's a bad spot for, for, the, uh, for the Ravens. But what he pointed out, kind of to your point, at the top there, Ryan, is finally, at least on paper, we're getting a good game. He said, this game is far too good for Thursday night football. Yeah. It feels like it should switch places with Vikings-Broncos, and I will not <laughs> argue with that. As a Broncos fan, I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't argue with that at all. 
I know, yeah, we at least say it, it's done on paper, and then you get worried, oh, God, is it going to be the jinx of Thursday night football? Talking to Patrick Everson, exactly. BetMGM tonight. You mentioned the Texans briefly with that Bengals game. I mean, what the Texans have been able to accomplish now this year at 5-4 and four and watching C.J. Stroud, who's clearly the offensive rookie of the year, barring any knock on wood, hopefully doesn't happen, any injuries. Are the Texans starting to become, or maybe they will, I don't even know if you have it in front of you, maybe more of a public play, maybe more interest in that team? I mean, they're four-point favorites against the Cardinals this weekend. We were talking about this earlier it's it's kind of an interesting spot, I feel like, for anybody that wants to back the Cardinals. They're four-point dogs in this. But, I mean, Kyler Murray showed that that's – I mean, he made that Cardinals team. They're not 2-8. and eight. They're a better team now, and we saw that on Sunday. Do you think that that could be a situation there where there's a lot of money maybe coming in on the Texans, given what people saw last week against the Bengals in that win? Well, I think that will help, and there's certainly been a bunch of, like, post – post-game, you know, over the course of the rest of the day, Sunday, and then all day today, yeah. there's been a, you know, a ton of hype around C.J. Stroud, and rightfully yeah. so. I was I was taking a look. I'm just flipping through my phone, and I'm taking a look at what the numbers were like for the for the uh, uh, Texans-Bengals game. And look, on, on money, Cincinnati wasn't getting overwhelming money on the spread, 58%. Um, and I would get, yeah, and you head over to the money line. The money line on yesterday's game was, fifth, was literally dead even tickets and money. Mm. So the Texans were already getting some respect in that sense. Although, you know, look, on general on the money line, the public is like, okay, I want I want plus money. I want to turn a little into a lot or at least a little yeah. more than what you get out of minus 110. But I think they will be played this week. And, I, and I'm with you on that, Nick. I think the Cardinals, I, I, I wanted to, I, I, I didn't get around to it because I was running around so much on Sunday doing all the work that I do around Vegas. But I wanted to hit Cardinals on the money line yesterday because I just had a feeling that they yeah. were going to win that game with Kyler Murray back in the lineup. I think it's going to be a good game, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see. But there's no doubt C.J. Stroud is, uh, is one of the better stories of the season right now. Pat, uh, I have to ask you about this game. I want to switch over really quickly to college football because we have sure. one really big game, and it's number 5 Washington taking on number mm-hmm. 10 Oregon State. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when they see Oregon State a one-and-a-half point favorite in this game. They opened as a one-point favorite because Washington's 10 and 0 straight up, I believe 5 4 and 1 against the spread. Oregon State is an 8 and 2 football team, yet they're favored here. What are you seeing in this game? This one caught me a little off guard. I hadn't I hadn't really looked at odds until uh, late this morning here in Vegas. Uh, just getting through I hadn't looked at college odds that much. Just getting through all the NFL of yesterday and then Monday I kind of focus on college and get my article up uh, for the week for Vegas Insider. And when I saw that I was like, "Wow, that is really interesting." Yeah. The, the, the odds maker I spoke with put this up. They put it up at Oregon one. They've stuck at one. You mentioned there's some one and a halfs out there. And what he said, it was kind of interesting, even though they're at Oregon State one. He's like, look, a 10 and 0 team at nearly a pick'em is tough to pass up. I expect the public to be all over Washington this week. And I would disagree with that. And with this particular odds maker, he said early tickets and money were running two to one on the Huskies. Now, granted, that's a small number, you know, probably limited number of tickets, limited amount of money. It's early in the week. This game is days off and, and all the money's going to come in late. But yeah, that one did surprise me a little, but I will say I've heard from a couple of different odds makers. I mean, look right now to win the PAC 12 championship, Oregon is favored. Uh, the shorter odds in national championship odds, Oregon, Oregon's yeah. odds are shorter than Washington's. So yeah. in a, in that sense, in that respect, it makes a little sense. They're kind of I don't want to say they're the oddsmakers are fading Washington, but they feel like Oregon is the better team. And with Washington going on the road to play a number 10 Oregon State, um, they just feel like that's a it's a toss up, basically. 
What about this Colorado-Washington State game, Pat? Because they go to the Palouse. Uh, listen, man, Pullman is, is not an easy place to play. Washington no. State, four-and-a-half-point favorite. Colorado covered pretty easily last week, almost won that game straight up. Um, what do you see there? Well, look, Colorado just – you have to back up a little bit, and then my Colorado Buffaloes, proud alum um, – you got to back up to that Stanford game. That's where things really went south for that team because that was a game they needed to win to put themselves in a put themselves in a really viable position, Trista, to get to six wins and get a bowl. And now at the time, they probably didn't see it that way. They probably thought, "Oh, it's a tough loss, but we've got four or five more games. We'll figure it out." But that was one they had to have, and it's been proven more so ever since then because this team hasn't hasn't really you know hasn't done anything since then. So. That was a critical, critical loss for that team. And I had one sharp guy who talked to me, uh, you know, in the wake of that loss, he said, listen, I'd be, I'd be, you know, fading Colorado's chances much of the rest of the season. Now they've gone on to cover in a few games, but they just, they aren't winning. So I think this is a tough spot for Colorado. I feel like that, that you know, not getting it done against Arizona when they had opportunities to win that game. Uh, was difficult and, and again I feel like it's just been kind of a snowball effect ever since this, uh, ever since the Stanford game even though they've hung around in these other games they're not getting the W so and as you said Pullman is not an easy place to play I I, I don't I see Washington State trying to get its season out of the ditch here because remember Washington State was ranked a few weeks ago and the big and the yes. Pac-12 just had was littering the rankings and Washington State and Colorado have both fallen apart. Talking to Patrick Everson, BetMGM tonight. Got about a minute left, Pat. Uh, the roller coaster of the Heisman odds continues. Bo Nix mm-hmm. over at BetMGM yeah, is now the is. favorite. Minus 110. Mm-hmm. Penix plus 375. Jaden Daniels 4-1. to one. Marvin Harrison Jr. plus 550. I mean, it's been up and down all over the place mm-hmm. this entire season, hasn't it? Oh, it's been nuts. And you could have gotten Jaden Daniels at 35-1, to one, maybe more, yeah, uh, if, yeah. depending on where you shopped around last week before he blew up. Because a lot of – there was speculation. Oh, I talked with one odds maker today, and he's like, look, a week ago he's in concussion protocol. We're thinking he's not going to play. We slid him out quite a bit. And then he goes out, and what, he had like 600 total yards? Uh, just had a monster, monster game. Touchdown. And he goes from like 35-1 to one all the way up to like the, the co-second choice or the third choice. It's, it's really crazy the way they've gone. I wish I'd gotten on Daniels last week, but yeah. And Nix has made a, a, a turnaround too. After that Washington loss, he slid to 25 to one at some spots, maybe 30 to one. And, uh, and now he's the favorite. So it's amazing how fortunes have changed, but it ties in really quickly to what I was saying earlier about Oregon being favored to win the PAC 12 and Oregon being favored over Washington to, to represent the PAC 12 and possibly get in the playoff or win the championship. It's all tied together, and that's what's that's what's got Bo Nix's star on the rise. And you, you look, look at all so these, good. You, yeah, you look at all these quarterbacks at the top of those odds too, Patrick. And it's a great example of why the transfer portal can be a good thing for quarterbacks. Patrick Everson, mm-hmm. Vegas Insider, always good to talk to you, buddy. Go back. Absolutely, Go you three have a great oh, week. Yes. Thanks for having me on. Uh, all right, fifteen eight, eleven twenty two to go in the third quarter. Broncos driving down the field with Russell Wilson. It's Bet MGM tonight.